Hello, hello. Uh, welcome back to RTV Maastricht. Uh, you're listening uh, to Student Radio Maastricht here on the 107.5 FM. Um, we are back from our break and uh, we've listened to uh, Metallica Whiskey in the Jar. Uh, I'm Alina. I'm uh, co-hosting today with Elena. Hello. Teamwork makes the dream work. Indeed, indeed it <laughs> and, does. And um, yeah, we have two awesome people doing tech. Uh, Katinka. Hello. And Shiam. Hello, hello. Learning. <laughs> Learning we're <tech>. glad. <laughs> um, yeah, we're um, having our second uh, hour of our chill, relaxed uh, episode today. And uh, as you might have guessed from the name of the song, um, we are going to uh, talk about drinks. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is excited <laughs> about it. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk in general about uh, the culture around uh, alcohol and all that and uh, different drinks that we enjoy or maybe also we can talk uh, about what drinks different generations enjoy. Maybe. Um, <laughs> linking with the first episode that we had. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, for me... Um, uh, my relationship with drinks changed a lot since I came in the Netherlands because uh, before I was surrounded by wine culture mm -hmm. and now it's all uh, beer culture, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. What? I think we're gonna we're gonna explore that a little bit. But I also come from a, a wine country, of course, Italy. Uh, it's big on wine. Uh, um, in Brazil, we usually drink more uh, cachaça. I guess uh, I'm gonna go more into that later. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving here, obviously, there's a huge uh, beer culture. Um, I think yeah, in the Netherlands and uh, especially also here, we're close to Belgium, which is also a hub for beer. And Germany. Yeah. And Germany, of yeah. course. <laughs> how can we, are we not, uh, How can we forget our, yeah. our German neighbors? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, that's uh, that's quite quite interesting. But uh, I think I can agree with that because I am from the Netherlands, <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely beer drinker. <laughs> also enjoy wine, but it's usually more about the beer uh, here. So uh, never thought about it that way, but apparently, and I'm from my Asian side; they don't really drink. Yeah, because that's for a lot of people in my family not a smart thing to do, and also in Asian culture, it's not really it's not really a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, totally relate to that. Like, for example, at my home in India, we, we I, I can't ever remember having alcohol at home, except when I when I sometimes go to visit them, sometimes get some wine or beer. Well, beer almost never. I brought wine before, or some other liquor. Um, but it's not a cultural thing. Indeed, it's not something you do on a on a, on an, on an evening watching telly. Mm -hmm. um, it's more like an outing thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, going out. I think here it's very much embedded in a lot of uh, social activities, habits that we have. Um, and I also wanted to give a disclaimer. I don't know how to put it, but I just want to put it out there that we as uh, SRM, SRM and me personally, as an individual, mm -hmm. we don't uh, actively encourage you to consume alcohol because we are aware of the... Risks. Side effects, risks, and all, all that. So um, this is not a promotion or stuff like that because there are a lot of ads, ads advertisements, promo uh, campaigns, and stuff like that around the alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, when we see this 
yeah ads of people being happy drinking and all that so uh, yeah it's in our subconscious as well but uh, yeah we also encourage moderate consumption of alcohol and uh, sobriety and uh, whatever feels comfortable for you so yeah and no pressure no drinking and driving Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And yeah. and not when you're under 18. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. I guess I guess that's also a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it changed because I am old enough. No. <laughs> We've yeah. just been but talking about age, but I'm old enough. I was allowed <laughs> to drink here when I was 16. Same oh, in right. Italy yeah. was same. Uh, like non uh, strong liquor, so like beer yeah. and wine you uh, could buy when you were 16. Oh, okay. Under 15%. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's also why and that did, that didn't change, but uh, in the supermarket you can get booze up to 14.9 percent oh yeah and that's from back of those days that's everything 16 or olds could buy and then all the everything of 15 percent and over uh, that's all hidden away yeah <laughs> that was 18 ah, okay. plus booze <laughs> okay nice. okay uh, but since we're assuming that uh, our audience is my, uh, mostly students then yeah I guess you're gonna enjoy the episode as fine. much as uh, <laughs> as we are yeah. going to. Yeah. Um, I think if yeah, I may introduce sure. the next uh, song, I think uh, well, this is uh, also a classic. Uh, it's some uh, some Irish uh, Irish rock. <laughs> this is uh, flogging Molly, uh, drunken lullabies. So enjoy. <laughs>
and welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. This is RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. And we just listened to uh, Flocking Molly uh, and the song was Drunken Lullabies. I'm Elena, your host for today, together with Alina. Hello. And our tech, Shyam and Katinka. Yeah, hello. Hi. Giving us the best support we could wish for. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring back uh, the show because, uh, yeah, this song that we just listened to for me has a really, uh, let's say, in some way, a, co- a sentimental connotation uh, because it's like when I was a teenager uh, starting out uh, to drink and uh, I had a very uh, rock and roll kind of <laughs> style and all my friends were also like in bands and everything and we were really into rock and roll and this was one of our anthems because we really liked drinking <laughs> and uh, and rock <laughs> and uh, yeah this i think a lot of people can relate uh, to this you know but i think yeah when we were just starting out this was a there was this was a big <laughs> big deal for us but yeah i just wanted to to mention it <laughs> it was just a nostalgic <laughs> kind of thing uh, but yeah, so we are talking about the drinks <laughs> and why we love them. <laughs> well, or yeah, well, why we love them? Why? What? What value they have to us, if any? I guess. Um, I'm not assuming that everybody here is like uh, as keen on it <laughs> as I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, we were kind of mentioning before that drinking also has a cultural cultural value, right? It's not only about getting wasted. Uh, I think that's that's also very important because I think some people who are too uh, focused on the negatives of uh, alcohol forget that it's uh, still it's still I think an art to produce certain kinds of drinks and uh, yeah also learning how to enjoy them is also an art so I think yeah there's there's also nice things about drinking and it's all, not all about getting wasted <laughs> yeah I, yeah. I agree. It's just that I'm going to be the party pooper here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saying that, um, yeah, we should just be aware of how often they're like embedded in basically everything we do. And um, it, I don't know, I was just like thinking a lot uh, about it, especially during summer and when I went home and stuff, because it's usually, okay, we drink if we're happy, if we're celebrating something, or even uh, if someone dies, there is always a lot of alcohol or, um, yeah, here in the Netherlands, it's very common to just go out and, uh, yeah, go for a beer usually, or in the park during summer, or... Um, in yeah, the just park during winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, not for cool. everyone. Um, or just, um, yeah, that's like the main um, activity, I guess, to relax in the weekends and stuff like that for a lot of um, people here. I think it's, uh, it's too normal maybe here. Um, because it's just always there. I know my sister, she's been, uh, she had a concussion two and a half years ago. So that's why she stopped drinking alcohol because her brain was damaged, basically. <laughs> so now she's coming back from that and she's not really drinking anymore. Uh, and now coming back in like the social scene that it, it almost becomes a problem where people are like, why are you not drinking? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can have one drink with us. Uh, like you say, you know, the, you know she's, people think you're a party pooper if you don't drink. While it shouldn't be a problem if somebody is not drinking. She she has her alcohol-free wine, which tastes very, some of them taste very good. Uh, it's like proper wines, but then without the alcohol. So what's the difference then? Uh, and there is still 
I th- I think in our culture something embedded there where sometimes it's really frowned upon if you're not drinking. Oh yeah. And also when if you refuse a drink that is rude. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like speaking about uh cultural value of drinking I'll to think about during the festival of holi in India like the festival of colors it's quite common even legal in India to to drink this to drink a drink called bhang which is a uh, which is milk with uh, with weed extracts in it so they basically extract the um, essential oils of weed into milk and and consume it as part of the festival and i think there are probably even more festivals um that are that sort of associate with with drinking uh, christmas new year's i don't know carnival oh, yeah. geneva fest <laughs> tell us yeah, more <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah for for those of you who are listening and don't know uh, in hasselt which is a belgian city uh, half an hour from here uh, they they have geneva fest uh, so geneva is a typical liquor from from hasselt uh, well i don't know if it's from hasselt but it, yeah I think it's from Hasselt because it's a very typical thing from there and they do two days of a f- town festival around uh, Geneva. There's also a Geneva museum in uh, Hasselt that you can visit any point of the year. Uh, and like uh, basically, yeah, the whole town is just drinking from morning to night. And uh, it's just very socially accepted. The whole festival is revolved, revolves literally around drinking this uh, liquor. So, yeah, it's uh, quite hardcore, <laughs> I can say, but it's also part of their of their traditions. So much so that like there's uh, two uh, symbols of Hasselt. That is like one is the Borel Maneke, which is a stat. Well, there's two statues, and then there's like the Geneva Frauke, and then uh, the Borel Maneke at four in the afternoon. Uh, it, it's a fountain, and at four in the afternoon, instead of having water coming out, <laughs> it's Geneva. So even they devise the way to make the fountain uh, give you free alcohol in the day. Do people drink it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People drink it. Um, <laughs> so, I so mean, it's a really hard booze, so it should be fine. It should be fine. Yeah, there's enough alcohol <laughs> in it that is uh, that it's gonna kill the bacteria. So uh, it's uh, it's pretty crazy, but I think yeah. It's, did you drink it? I didn't drink from the fountain. No, I had the other other. Sources. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely something super typical from, from there, you know, and I feel like, for example, if there wouldn't be, I mean, maybe they would have something else that would be typical, but yeah, this is really part of their of their local culture, you know. Or if you think about um, Oktoberfest mm-hmm. uh, sure. in, uh, in Bavaria, then, you know, obviously everybody knows it and... Yeah. I, I also wonder if it has got to do something with the say, regional farming sort of uh, agricultural activities because a lot of the drinks, I sometimes wonder why do they exist and why do they exist mm-hmm. in a certain region. And yeah, indeed, a lot of them are linked to to things that grow in the region, for example. Yeah, I think it's like a matter of like history and, and stuff. Or the weather. Or mm-hmm. yeah, and I think people drink more in countries where it's colder. Oh yeah, probably mm-hmm. the stereotypical uh, vodka. Russian, Russian people. <laughs> yeah, 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 vodka, yeah, yeah. But I have that here is a carnival's in the winter here. Uh, I think there's never been sold more beer than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I do think you, you would get sloshed way faster if, if you're drinking at 40 degrees as compared. Absolutely, to the, uh, like I've I've colder. experienced that in uh, Moldova. So basically, in Moldova, we have a big uh, wine culture, and. Uh, we have a lot of uh, like small wine festivals, but in general, we have a f- 
wine day basically in October and it's huge and it's amazing and this year because of COVID cases and it was a national basically and um, yeah it's morning weekend and just uh, enjoying and everyone the city center I guess and uh, of course connected to the environment yeah. It is it is really funny how we how the climate change or climate is a recurring topic on SR right now. So like an export of wine from the UK where the past I don't think wine even grew or well when you even existed there. So yeah, yeah it is we a sign of the changing times in a way. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk a lot about uh, how climate change affects wine production in Moldova, but I think we can move on song for now. Make a star, whiskey coming through our pores, feeling la la la.
welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. This is RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Elena here in the studio with Alina. Hello. And our lovely tech for today, Shyam and Katinka. Hello, hello. Hi. Unbeatable duo. <laughs> you may have seen them walking around income this year. <laughs> or drinking around income. Yeah, also. <laughs> big, big, Just kidding. <laughs> Linking it with the topic. Yeah, exactly. So since drinks are everywhere, drinks are ubiquitous. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, here, here in in Europe, at least, and especially here in the yeah. Netherlands, I would say. So yeah, we were talking about drinking drinks, our favorite drinks. Uh, the drinking culture in our culture, the, in our cultures, the culture in our culture. Uh, it's late. Um, <laughs> but Elena's drunk. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not. I wish I was, but yeah, not nothing. We didn't think about bringing some drinks for this episode, unfortunately. But uh, Alina, tell us what drink would you have brought to the studio today? Well, as if, I if, if you were allowed to, yeah, if you were allowed to, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I told you I'm very much a beer drinker since I came here. It, ha- it didn't happen overnight. It took me a couple of months to uh, get used to this because before beer was just something that you drink when it's like super hot, 40 degrees, and then you just drink it in instead of water uh, in Moldova. And it's also very low quality if you compare it to beers here of course so mm-hmm. it was never something of like culture and um yeah here i think it's definitely uh this culture of um tasting beer as we also talked before um yeah noticing the differences in taste and uh all the nuances uh, of dark and non-dark beer and yeah. Seasonal beers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm uh, currently yeah in love with seasonal beers, I think. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one? Oh, I wish I could pronounce them. But uh, oh, by the way, I downloaded this app suggested by Elena called uh, Untapped. Yeah. And I uh, <laughs> logged in all the beers that I remembered that I've uh, tried. There are like 20, so that's not a lot. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's only yeah, which ones I remembered from yeah pictures and stories I posted. Mm-hmm. Talking about Gen Z <laughs> posting beer always. Um yeah. So, yeah, but I think I've tried more uh, types of wine, so... Yeah, so... There's Vivino, by the way, the, the app. Oh, yeah, Vivino is Vivino, the untapped yeah. of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. I, would I say think it's the other way around, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, what about you, Katinka? You're also going to go for beer or... Um, well, I'm obviously a beer lover. My, the best beer I've ever had was in uh, Croatia. I went to Han, which is like a, the, the smallest city in the world, I think. Uh, and they have um, truffles there. And they had a truffle beer. And it was like the best thing ever. Wow. Uh, but yeah, my favorite drink is still tequila. Huh? I love oh, tequila. Wild. Let's I like talk it. about that. <laughs> I love a good tequila. I love uh, my my drunk on tequila. Uh, I like it in 
uh, you know, like uh, cocktails, but then also um, just a shot. I love a shot. But yeah. I, also, I, I, I love lime very much, lemon and lime. Um, so like the one thing that people definitely do not look forward to is something that <laughs> for me is very tasty. Um, so yeah, that's definitely uh, for me also. I don't drink tequila a lot, but it's usually to celebrate something. Yeah. Um, yes. you know, for instance, when we we had the goodbye party for Zaki, and I'm like, Shout okay, we to have to. Yeah, hey, Zaki, <laughs> miss you. Uh, that, that's like an occasion where I'm like, okay, we're gonna drink tequila because it's just you know celebrating yeah. the moment. Um, yeah, and uh, if we talk about cocktails, then definitely porn star martini is my current favorite, which I had like three times because it's so expensive. It's not within my budget usually, <laughs> but that's like my favorite cocktail. Fair, uh, yeah, fair. And what about you, Shyam? Oh, um, yeah, um, I personally drink a lot of beer, although I understand we're talking about wine right now. But interestingly, <laughs> now we are di- um, diverging a little bit uh, on the topic. Maybe also uh, good to mention uh, to our audience that an, a little interesting story about, uh, about gin and tonic. Is that, is that in, in, in India, or when the Brits came to India a couple of hundred years ago, they, we had tonic water, which was essentially water with, um, with hydroquinone, or whatever the drug is for malaria. Hmm. And it was really bitter, so they, had, they, so they started adding gin to it to make it, uh, make it taste a bit nicer. <laughs> and that's, okay. that's really how the gin and tonic came. There's also a nice story about, about the pale ales, the mm-hmm. ales, as you know, a form of beer, mm-hmm. which uh, was fermented a little bit based on the storage conditions in the ship. So if it is on above the water level, below the water level in the storage area, and that's how you get ales. So it, it sort of, uh, it's got a slightly sour flavor. Oh, um, and personally, yes, I'm, I drink more beer. Uh, although I've had, I have been to one party which I'll never forget, which had only wine. Mm. So I had to pace myself. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you believe in this uh, saying? Uh, if you drink beer and then wine, you'll be fine. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it's all about having the proper training yeah. from a young age on. <laughs> 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 I think that's very, very depends on your own limits. I think it's very important if you drink alcohol to know what are my limits, what drinks work for me and which ones don't, because it can be so different. And for me, I mean, everything is fine. Yeah. I see with my mom, even if she she switches the type of wine she's drinking. Oh, yes. Even the brand, right? She gets uh, like either a stomach ache or just... Um, yeah, it, it, does, it doesn't really agree with her, mm-hmm. but she can drink like wine and then beer and then wine again, and then you know. So it, it's really, it's really about knowing your own limits and sticking to them. Yeah. On, um, and yeah, don't, don't go over your own limits because <laughs> it's cool because it's what all those Gen Zs are doing. <laughs> <laughs> but no. but you do have to find your limits, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's how do you student, do that? That's yeah. what student life is for, right? No, Try it out. Experimenting. You 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 do learn. <laughs> yeah, actually, like to be honest, I mean, I was when I was starting out drinking, I would drink way more than now, even though I was oh, yes. younger. But just because indeed I didn't know how to drink, so I had no idea. And then you always end up, you know, bad on the bathroom floor, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's not great. But that that's also why, for example, I stay away from tequila. Because I know that uh, it's a dangerous uh, liquor for me. It, it can lead to wild uh, decisions. Because also I feel like each liquor has a different effect, kind of. It's not all mm-hmm. the same, like whatever alcohol you drink. 
So tequila, okay, is wild. Also, whenever you have bubbles, that's also bit, yeah. yeah, like Prosecco champagne or something. Yeah. That's, oh, man. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's going to be a fun night. That's for sure. Whatever you do. Because yeah. you can't keep drinking bubbles for the whole night. And then whatever you drink after the bubbles, that's it, you well, know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think... Um, yeah, this is. I, I'm a big uh, beer drinker personally. Uh, even uh, my boyfriend's also a beer brewer, so we connected o- over that. And uh, yeah, I think this is uh, the really nice thing, and I, I love about the the culture here. And yeah, I think we're gonna go into the next uh, song, which is indeed beer <laughs> by Real Big Fish, and then we're gonna go back uh, to talking about drinks after that. So enjoy.
welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. This is RTV Maastricht 1.7, uh, 1.107.5 FM. Sorry, uh, it's late. Yeah, it's late. It's late, but I can't keep pulling that excuse. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Elena, and uh, I'm here in the studio with Alina. Hello. And Katinka. Hi. And Shyam. Hello, hello. On this uh, fantastic Wednesday evening, we're talking about drinks. Dreaming about drinks. Yeah, dreaming about <laughs> drinks. We thought, yeah, we really should have brought some beers at least uh, to the studio, but whatever. It's too late now. Maybe we'll go afterwards. So I wanted to ask for some tips from you, Alina, about how to recognize a good wine. <laughs> oh, that's a long discussion. Maybe we could have, uh, should have uh, brought my mom here yeah. for the episode, <laughs> or at least uh, via internet call, whatever. Um, because, yeah, as a background uh, story, I've learned a lot uh, from my mom because, uh, well, she's very like pretentious uh, with the wine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with, as uh, Katinka's, I guess. She doesn't change uh, wines or like rarely happens and then she has a headache and stuff. But um, yeah, we got to taste a lot of uh, wines or I got to know a lot about it um, uh, thanks to her. And um, yeah, well, we are big red wine lovers, uh, I guess. So just to put it out there, I don't know, here when I mentioned the red wine, people are already very ju- looking judgmental and I feel the same way about wine that you can find here um, yeah no offense to the companies or whatever exporting wine or importing here in the Netherlands but um, either they don't make the right choice or the yeah the wine from here around here even like the one that you can find from Chile Australia Italian it's not the best like you cannot compare it with Moldovan wine but again maybe they don't bring uh, the best here uh, I think we're just very used to drinking the cheap ones yeah. so it doesn't really matter like nobody's gonna buy a 15 euro bottle of wine you do yeah. that for a special occasion but if you just want to have wine with dinner four euros for a liter is fine oh yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, well uh, I think uh, I'm lucky then because that's the average price for a good bottle of wine. I think around five euros in uh, Moldova and um, you can get very high quality wine. And of course, we have also 10, 15, 20 euros uh, bottles, but usually it's for the brand, uh, not for the quality. So it's yeah, it's a fancy thing to choose a more expensive one, not a quality uh, purpose. And um yeah, uh, I don't know if I should uh, keep talking about this or not, but I'm very, very passionate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, for example, when you, uh, if you get r- red lips too much, then it's not good, right? Because then it's... Uh, uh, yeah, well, there are, yeah, different theories. It's also difficult for me to translate the, the words that I know and stuff. For example, there are some substances that change the chemical formula of the wine and uh, of course mm, yeah some of them are for like longer preservation of wine um, and you can even like feel them in the taste um, yeah and we also have like homemade wine so it's a uh, the whole thing that almost everyone has grandparents that um, make their own wine in the village or around cities or whatever wherever they live so um yeah it's quite different than the bottle one because the bottle uh, is meant to 
yeah stay there for longer mm -hmm. and uh, be consumed after some years so um yeah I, what i've noticed is that here most of the wines are from 2019 till like 2020 i think that you can find in the supermarket and uh, yeah in moldova we have wines yeah from 2010 till 2016 like the good ones of course there are newer ones but super cheap and again very like non-connoisseurs yeah accessible yeah okay but also people that don't feel the difference yeah 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 this is another you touched on another point like people in general say like oh wine uh, tasters like they're just pretending Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously you're going to say no. But yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily agree, but like I don't think, for example, there's a massive difference between a bottle of 70 euros and one of uh, 700, you know? Yeah, I guess it depends again on the on the brand and everything because uh, the prices, the price might be the same, but then the quality and uh, how thick a wine is. So what I'm used to is like wine that you can almost eat. So it's like full of... Yeah, still the vitamins and nutrients. I mean, of course, not alive because then that's like the new wine that we produce in uh, September, October. And then when you drink it, you can feel that it's fermenting in your stomach and then you get a massive hangover. Like it's the worst because it's still, yeah, brewing, <laughs> if you can say that in your yeah. body. And you cannot get it out that fast uh, compared to like dead wine that... um Yeah, doesn't have the bubbles anymore. Not like bubbles that you can feel, but bubbles that, yeah, you know they're there and they ticklish also. So, um, yeah, nice. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this. I think you should it's give really a class. I'm super interested in that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like listening. Okay, what's next? What's next? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, also we should have a wine tasting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come that to Moldova. Nice. We're going to organize yeah. that. Also, you, well, we talked about decanters and stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, it's a, it's a whole thing. Like, yeah. uh, how many accessories we have at home and uh, in general, people that are passionate about wine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all of this. And, uh, There's wa uh, like wine glasses for each type of wine and the, how the smell and taste travels through the glass till it gets to your nose and like how important that is. And when I see people drinking wine from the same glass or like even worse, like normal glasses, mm -hmm. they pour wine there. It's horrible. Mm. <laughs> well, I yeah. know how to open a bottle of wine with a cork. Nice. Okay. Good no, job. With, with a pen and a towel. Oh, so I can or, teach a you that. or a shoe. Oh, or a shoe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that also works. It's a okay, we can. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, for example, is there a, a time that you start drinking uh, in uh, Moldova? Um, Usually, anytime. Yeah, anytime <laughs> because five o'clock. Five o'clock. Like here, because here it's usually here sometimes it's five o'clock. Yeah, because well, then work's done, so you yeah, start drinking right away. I've seen people on the terrace at 11 a.m. Oh, yeah. with a beer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's completely socially acceptable. Well, yeah. for example, in Italy, it's like if it's before midday, then you can't really uh, yeah drink. I think we also have the midday rule, but uh, it's mostly at least uh, in my environment and my family it's more like a evening tradition so if we gather after eight and stuff so it's more like relaxing winding down um yeah just getting ready for bed i guess there's this whole stereotype which is also was myth busted multiple times that uh, alcohol helps you sleep better well 
we don't know yet for sure, but uh, it was also proven in some studies that it actually um, fucks up your sleep yeah. quite badly. <laughs> so maybe don't do it on a daily basis. Or uh. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely uh, well. What uh, people like to say, it's always uh, five o'clock somewhere, right? To start oh, yes. drinking during the day, and this is the name of the song that we're starting to listen to now by Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett. So enjoy. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Lunch break is gonna take all afternoon and half the night. This is RTV Maastricht, 107.5 FM. Got through that seamlessly this time. Um, and here I am <laughs> in the studio with Alina, sorry, Katinka Hello. and Shyam. Hi. Hello. And uh, yeah, we are talking about uh, drinks uh, still today. The, we're still not drunk. Yeah, we're still not, unfortunately, but... Um, 
yeah we're pretending to we yeah we're <laughs> we're talking about it so much we're, we are almost uh, yeah. a little bit um heightened um so yeah i don't know i think uh now uh, we can go around the room and uh, either share our favorite uh alcohol related story crazy drunk story or maybe some tips for for a hangover since alina you were talking about how drinking uh, may not let you sleep at night very well, or tips along that line. So, oh, yeah. that, that, that immediately brings me back some memories of when I was in Austria, where I used to drink a lot of beer, because like, there it's really, really a thing, like, it, you know, like the minimum size is half a liter. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a good or a bad idea, because here in the Netherlands we get smaller beer cans, which means if I've got 20 minutes left, I would probably open a small can, but in Austria I wouldn't, because I was like, oh, this is too much to be done in a short time. Uh, but besides the point, I did want to switch from, from drinking beer, because I wanted to cut down a little bit. I started drinking these cartoned juices at night, because I was, I was also really dry because Austria is a very dry country. I'm used to like a humid climate. Um, but the thing is that I couldn't sleep because of all the sugar I was drinking. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear about um, yeah, your, your experiences or uh, your, your memories or whatever is left of it. Because I also feel very often it's our friends who have some memories of us uh, while being drunk. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Alina, something jumps to your mind? Uh, well, um, I was thinking about sugar and, um, yeah, it's the sweeter the wine, the worse the hangover, that's for sure, at least in, uh, yeah, the, my experience, I guess. And, um, yeah, this new wine that I was talking about, like the one that it's yeah, made this year, basically, um, yeah, brings up a lot of memories because, yeah, that gets you drunk super fast, um, but you know in a wine drunk way but also a lot of sugar so it's like different than tequila drunk for example or vodka drunk um yeah and uh, i have uh, plenty of nice memories uh, with my uh, high school friend shout out to ambrosi mm. um and uh, basically his uh, grandparents uh, are probably still making wine uh, every year and uh, then we just like go to his place and drink uh, wine from like a plastic bottle that <laughs> is reused from water that's such a typical moldovan thing to put um wine in water bottles the one and a half liter so yeah it's super super nice take care <laughs> Right, so it's a way to reuse the uh, the pet bottle. Oh yes, and then you can also just buy it on the street for like one euro. Oh, wow! With wine inside, <laughs> <laughs> not just the bottle. Just the bottle. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't have a particular uh, crazy story that I can think about right now. I think, as Shyam said, mostly your friends remember you when you do crazy. But um, <laughs> or yeah. uh, friends take videos of you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I <Yes>. do. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Alina is uh, well. The Gen Z, they they document everything, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think w one thing uh, for me that has more of a like sentimental one cocktail that has a sentimental value is uh, caipirinhas. That's a Brazilian cocktail that's made with cachaça, sugar and limes and uh, well to connect with the sugar thing yeah that definitely gives you a hangover that keeps you keeps you out but uh, yeah i feel like 
First time I drank a caipirinha, then I felt like a real adult, you know, because I feel like these are the drinks that I saw my parents uh, drinking. But I was always like very small and it's very strong drink, you know. So it was like, if anything, you can have like a little sip of the beer, but that's it. You're not going to have a sip of caipirinha, you know. So that's like real adult drink. And now I can even make some myself. Not too bad. I would uh, even add. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to try. Millennials. Maybe make a, make an evening out of it. Yeah, yeah. cocktail Wine evening. Tasting, cocktails from Helena. Jim's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weird cow milk drink thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just bring the tequila. I mean, you can find some uh, oils yeah. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we can yeah, for sure. But I think uh, we are coming to the end of our show, so we're gonna have to wrap up uh, a little I'll tell bit. Tell you my story later. No, it you just. It involves tequila, and we ended up um, in the trailer of a clown from a circus, and we got into that circus for free the next morning. <laughs> After finally finding our way back with a cab driver, who apparently we figured out the next day was not a cab driver. Love. Good story. Oh my god, that's so hilarious. Oh, I will definitely have to hear more about that later yeah. on. But I think uh, now maybe if we want to mention something for the cultural agenda of this week. Uh, this Friday at LBB there is a little party for Maastricht Goes to Calais, which is a, an organization that helps uh, uh, people in the refugee camp in uh, Calais. So they're raising funds and if you want to stop by the Landhuis uh, this weekend, you can uh, have a little bit of fun and contribute to a good cause. And uh, yeah, now our last song is already playing in the background. So we are going to listen to Drunken Drugs. Enjoy <laughs> the weekend. By Lil Kleine. <laughs> oh, I'm already looking forward to the weekend. Uh, yeah, so enjoy and thank you RTV Maastricht. Thank you to our fantastic tech. And thank you Alina. See you soon. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> Alleen, want ik heb drank en drugs. Ik heb drank en drugs. Als je bitch wil chillen, is het geen probleem. Dan ga ik erheen. Ik kom niet alleen, want ik heb drank en drugs. Ik heb drank en drugs. Alle tieners zeggen ja tegen MDMA. Je meisje is een mot, staat seks met je pa. Geen blad voor mijn mond, maar recht voor mijn raap. Ze zullen er niet zijn als het slecht met me gaat. Hey bitch, schrijf op. Hey, kom maar binnen met z'n allen. Je moet zakken tot de grond alsof je moeder is gevallen. Ik ken bitches zoals jij en ik vang ze elke keer. Morgen weet je ze maar niks meer. Dat maakt niet uit, want ik doe het wel goed zo. Ik bel klein en ik zeg kom langs bro. Misschien dat mijn liefde vroeg afloopt. Je ruikt beat en seks als ik langs loop. Als je bitch wil chillen is het geen probleem. Dan ga ik erheen. Ik kom niet alleen, want ik heb drank en drugs. Ik heb drank en drugs. Als je bitch wil chillen is het geen probleem. Dan ga ik erheen. Ik kom niet alleen, want ik heb drank en drugs. Ik heb drank. En dus als je bitch wil chillen, als je bitch wil chillen.